bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of a judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Yes, I'm live. Yes, I'm here. 833-212-1017 is the number. Whoo! Had some good time off. I'm telling you, life was great. I spent some time. Oh, hang on. Okay, I had to take care of something. Uh-oh. Got to get everything because, you know, everything is is miscombobulated because I wasn't here. So, yeah, it's one of those days. I want to remind you, you can join us here on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. We stream live on Twitter, also X, also uh, uh, formerly known as Twitter, um, YouTube at 101.7 The Truth. That's our handle. You can just type it in and check us out. Live. So there have been some things that have been happening since October 7th with the, I don't know if you can call it a war, the, the military exchange between Israel and Hamas. And so there have been some things that have been said on college campuses and around the way. Where I heard one of the strangest things today that somebody said, why are we giving federal funding to schools? They said that. They said that. They should keep money from schools, federal funding. And I and I and I said, well. Schools run off taxpayer money. You shouldn't be taking money from taxpayers 
you shouldn't you shouldn't be taking taxpayer money from schools when the reason we pay them is to take care of our kids. Like that's just that didn't make any sense. Because the only people that will win are people who can afford to go to school. And then it hit me. That's exactly what they're trying to do. They don't want certain kids in school. That's why things aren't being done. That's why you hear news commentators say, if these kids are not going to support Israel and they're going to support Hamas or the Palestinians, as if supporting Palestinians is equal to Hamas. Because it's not. There's some good Christian folks who are Palestinian, who live in Gaza. They're good Israelis who live in Gaza who are dealing with all this stuff. So let's not just do like y'all do. Don't do them like y'all do black people and just have one sweeping thing. And if you point to them, they're bad. If you're Hamas, you're Palestinian. But if you're Palestinian, it doesn't mean you're Hamas. So that, that's all I'm saying about it. But then people started complaining. And they started going on their social media. And they started saying death to Israel and death to this and screaming and hollering. And they should be wiped off the face of the earth. Granted, that's the same thing that Israel said about Hamas. Not the Palestinians, Hamas. The reason I say that is because all this vitriol is going on the Internet. All this vitriol is going into social media. And so I wanted to remind some of our younger listeners, some of you college aged and younger. When you're moving forward out of your career, you got problems. How do you solve for social media? Like that's going to be an equation that's going to be in your future because you put your heart, your mind, your soul, your thoughts, and your hatred, as well as your love, on social media. So how do you solve for social media? Well, I suggest two things. I don't know if you've been listening, but if you have a LinkedIn account, that's on LinkedIn. It doesn't cover IG, Snapchat, Snap, can't even talk today. Snapchat, WhatsApp, and any other non mainstream, but definitely online app. Because you're not on Facebook anymore, so you ain't got to worry about that. Oh, that's right. You were on Facebook, and then you morphed over to IG and Snapchat and all the other ones. But the problem is this. The problem is you forgot digital is forever. Your social media is your testament. What you think, how you think, what you feel, how you feel, and why. It's there. It's your testament. It's your personal Bible. So how you use it 
is going to dictate your future. And if you're on there screaming about something that nobody agrees with, if you're in high school and you're pro something or anti something, that is your testament. You may not get in college. If you're in college and you're screaming and hollering about what you agree or disagree about on social media, you may not get a job. That's your testament. So don't get mad at anybody else. It'll be you. And then it's your resume. Again, it's not just LinkedIn. It's everything. New jobs doing background checks are going to ask you for your social media, your social media handles, your passwords so they can log in, see the messages you wrote, see the things you saved, the things you deleted, what you follow and what you don't. Social media has permeated our community, our society as to now. It reflects who you are. So I don't really need to know you. I don't need to know what you think about Hamas, Israel, Biden, Trump, Obama, Kamala Harris. All I got to do is search, is, is search your social media. All I got to do is check your social media and it'll tell me. And then I'll decide whether or not you get a job at my company, whether or not you get a promotion at my company, whether or not you get into my college, whether or not you graduate from high school. And don't let them put together an algorithm that says if you have this many hits or these many comments or these lists of words are in your posts, you're automatically disqualified for a job. It's coming. They do it now. People complained about not being able to find jobs during COVID because they had to apply online. And if you didn't use the proper words, right? If you didn't use the proper words, the AI only read certain things and the program said these buzzwords, these keywords are not there. Therefore, you're not getting the job. You're not even getting the call back. The one thing you need to know beyond the fact that you need to solve for social media, it's your testament. It's your resume. But what you don't want it to be, you don't want your social media to become your scarlet letter. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Oh, yeah. I get around. Still clam with the underground when we come around. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep their the check. Cause no they sweat a brother majorly. And I don't know why your girl keeps paging me. She tell me that she needs me. Cause when she leaves me. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833 is the 
number. I got a question. I got quite a few because I <clears throat> mistakenly took a few days off. And, you know, when I'm not talking, my brain starts filling up. And next thing you know, whoo, it's a lot up there. Cobwebs, holes, all that kind of stuff. Um, does pursuing diversity, equity, and inclusion mean not including or dismissing others who are not part of the particular label? So when we talk about diversity, is that an automatic, we ain't talking about white people? How would you feel? That's weird. I don't know how to ask this. How would you feel? By the way, I'm in the I'm in the middle of no shave November, so y'all wish me some luck. I'll be full gray and bearded by the end of November. Um, how would you feel if 101.7 The Truth got a white talk show host on the air? I'm just asking. We talk about we're diverse. We're talk, we, 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 we talk about that. We want to do this, do that, right? But are we tolerant enough to listen to a black talk show host and a white talk show host? Like if I had a co-host, could that person be white? I'm just asking. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Have we embraced diversity? But it sounds like we don't embrace diversity outside of our race. And so, if we're to put, but I can't say money where our mouth is. Our actions where our mouth is. Would you be comfortable with the white talk show host on the new 101.7 The Truth? Are you open to that? Now, Brian, on the talking text line, love you, bruh. I don't understand what that means. Diversity is perversity. I don't understand what that means. Like I don't I don't really get what you mean. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Brian said H to the blank no that he would not want and I'm assuming that's what he means, that he would not want a white host. But aren't we the ones that complain when white shows don't have black hosts or black people or they're always in a supporting role? Like, don't we complain about that? Why is that okay? I'm just asking. 833-212-1017. Is it okay for 1017 The Truth to have a white host? Are we being true to the truth? Are we being true? Can someone else talk about the black community and show things in the black community? 
because we we demand it in every other area of the media, movies, TV. Radio now we have it, but then is it just for us? And if that's the case, what about the the black talk show hosts on white shows, on white stations? Is that a no-no? I mean, should we just segregate everything? Talking text line, Wesley said, uh, Dr. Ken, good afternoon. My wife thinks you look better with the beard. On another note, I've never had any problem tuning on, turning on any sports news, and, and it's only black men on their reporting. But I do feel I would have a problem with tuning into a black radio show, and it's a white host talking about black people's problems. Nothing to say I wouldn't listen. It would just be strange. But, okay, let me, let me unpack that a bit. It depends on the topic, because you said you do sports, and it's only black men, and you've and you do feel you would have a problem with turning on. Why? Why is it? Why is it okay to look at black, but not <sighs> trying to get my words together? Because not all sports news has black guys on it like they they have white guys on it does there always need to be a black guy talking sports or is it because most of the teams are predominantly black i don't know but you say you'd have a problem turning on black radio does black radio always have to talk about black problems or is that the majority of what we talk about i don't know And then they added, Brian said, not to say I wouldn't listen, but it would be strange. Hmm. 833-212-1017 is the number. Billy from Brown Deer, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I think the honest reaction between most rational listeners would be that it would be would be sort of odd, not questionable, to be talking to an opposite culture and not be of that culture. Um, yeah. I mean, you would have to have the radio hosts who look like that culture, but if that brand itself is not of that culture, they'd have to explain what they're doing. I think that only be only makes sense. Would you agree? I would say no because of this. We talk about what happens in Milwaukee all the time, issues that are black and that are white. Like there are some things that happen in the white community that we discuss, but I don't look like the people it affects. Is it okay for me to do that? I I would say because, and I, I think that's a great, great point you made. Um, but I will say as a, as a listener from your morning shows to even some of Tory Lowe's one, the four show and your show as well, there is, I would have to say, however, a more prioritized feel, which it should be, for the black issues. And with Kama Brand not being a black brand, 
it has to honestly be something that we we rationalize and think about because it only makes sense. Well, initially, you know, y'all wasn't too keen on good karma brands opening the black radio station. Well, well no, I, all I'm all I'm saying is this: if any brand, so this is this is Little Old Milwaukee, where there's not a lot of black radio stations either way, right? Big okay. on that Okay, so well, let's say that. I mean, you know more than I do as, as far as the radio c- culture is in Wisconsin. So when you do have one that is promoting a lot of black hosts, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying anything negative about this, the, the station. I'm, I'm a listener. I'm just saying that from the outside looking in. It does look like you would think, hmm, they're doing all this black stuff, but they're not a black brand. It makes you think, well, how come there's not another black brand that can do the same thing? And maybe there is. The same way if there was a, and I always, I always say this, I say, you know what, guys, we know we've made it as a black culture, but we can open up our own salsa station as black people and not have an issue. When we can do other cultures, because it seems like everyone gets to do all culture, all culture. Um, regarding sports, there aren't any radio stations with more than one black sports host who hasn't played sports. Right. The only people who get hired in Wisconsin are the people who play sports who are black. Which they is don't weird. They hire black commentators. Which is weird. Okay, then that's a shame. Yep. That's a shame and a smack in the face. And you know what I mean? And I'm a very big sports fan, and I've been here for years, and they do not let anyone, unless you play for the Packers or the Bucks or the Warriors or the Golden Eagles, excuse me, you can't get a job. That tells me you don't respect the minds of those who are athletes who weren't athletes. You know what I mean? And this is this is my point. I'm getting off the point, but great station. But I would say it wouldn't be fair to think, well, they shouldn't think that. They absolutely should. Absolutely should. And then you might have a great reason for doing it. Say, so you know what? We're doing this because of these reasons. Oh, wow. And what's the goal? These are our goals. Okay. Well, then let me ask it you a question. Well, let me ask you a question, Billy. Do you want white people to be open and accepting and tolerant of black people? Do I want them to be? Yes. I want I want people to be intelligent, and that means being tolerant of people. Okay. Right. At least to to a certain extent. So then, All why people. can't so then why can't black people be tolerant of white people on a black radio station? We, we are. We definitely are. I mean, I think blacks are more tolerant of white people than every other area than anyone else. Correct. I mean, you can be Jesus. You can be Jesus. You can be Superman. You can be Santa Claus. You can be our God. We'll let you. You will let you be anything you want. Mm-hmm. We will tolerate you being our president. You can be our governor. You can be in charge of everything. So that that part I get. The one I I don't. I would say the reverse is how come whites can't tolerate blacks in charge? And and the one thing I will say is this: Look at your football team. How many black quarterbacks has it had? One. One black quarterback in seventy-five years. Yep. That's the thing. And and most other teams have had multiple black quarterbacks. They have them right now. Michigan, Ohio State, Indiana, Notre Dame, they all beat us with their black quarterbacks. Yeah, Wisconsin says, you know what? We'd rather be mediocre, subpar, and lose than ever let one of you black hands call yourself a quarterback. Mm. And that's just the truth. I love Wisconsin, y'all. I love it. But we got to be honest. I think this conversation sort of lets us see why me, a 40-year-old professional, and with Milwaukee, still calls Cumberbrand, but then thinks himself, well, I know the guy who started. I know his daddy had a job in the industry. So really, it's a layer for him to do all of this. 
And this would be almost impossible for someone like us to do it, but not impossible. But so but I we have myself, done it before. But we have done it before. Yeah, we have. We have. And we should do more of it. I'm not knocking Come a Brand. I want Come a Brand to keep doing Good. Come a Brand and also help Good. the next brand come out of it. Good Karma Brands. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Good <laughs> Karma Brand. That is right. I apologize. Good karma brand. Like get the brand okay. correct, right? Good right. Karma Brand. Right. right. All right. But you also have to look at the temerity of someone who in the midst of all this crap going on in America and all these things felt compelled to say, I really don't care what y'all think. I need some help in doing this. And he went out and said, I'm going to give you the facilities. I'm going to give you the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The ability to not ability. I'm going to give you the room to say, create this. And I'm not putting my hand in it. I'm not going to say, well, I think it should be this and not that. You create it. And that's what Kyle and Cherie did. Well, I got to respect that. I got to respect that. I, I have to respect that. But I, I will say this, though. I might have respected it a little bit more if they would have just invested and let them have it. Invest the money and let them have their business. Because when you're, when you're in charge, you're still in charge. So as much as we love the station, it's still a white ran station. The profits going to them, and we have to be we have to say that, and that's okay. They're good people, but the boss is still white, and much like blacks who work in Wisconsin, your boss is white. All right, well, thank you much. Truth, man. I appreciate Absolutely, it, man. Great, great show. Take care, brother. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. When we come back. Lots of talking text. Shocking, isn't it? You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Brian said, Brian said no pandering white dudes, please. <laughs> uh, Sir Chance, uh, Kiana, 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 Kiana. We do discuss different topics, but our overall outlook is that our life experiences and upbringing. If that white host can relate, maybe. But many do not. But even if they have come from the same environment, it doesn't mean they had the same life experiences. They can't see things from the point of view of a black person. Now, if he was a co-host to speak from another angle, then I can see that. 
Are there some topics that are universal for black people and white people? Are there some things, for for instance, black people have done a significant um, amount of work inculcating themselves into white society, making sure they talk, walk, dress, act, do like white. But when white people try to do that for us, we call them, you know, what, cultural appropriation and all culture vultures, all sorts of little things that we get mad when people try to emulate us. We can't have it both ways. We can't say you be tolerant of us, but we shouldn't be tolerant of you. Now, in some spaces, that's just separate. Like there's just some spaces that are separate for black and white. It just is what it is. Take fraternities and sororities, for instance, Divine Nine. All of them, if I'm not mistaken, have white members. Alpha, a.k.a. Delta Sigma Theta, Zeta Phi Beta, Sigma Gamma Rho, Omega Psi Phi, Iota Phi Theta, Phi Beta Sigma. I miss somebody. Who'd I miss? Right? At some point, all of them, five fraternities, oh, Kappa Alpha Psi, my bad, forgot the noobs. At, at some point, right, going into those organizations, their culture is set. Like, we ain't changing culture. And we got white brothers that are cool that are down for the cause, but the culture is not changing. And in those instances, I don't think it should. In those instances, it's our culture. And if you want to become part of it, that's fine. But I don't think you should become part of our culture through a fraternity or sorority, and then we dismiss you or cast you aside because you're white and a black. And I've, and I, I, and, and I've seen it. With my own eyes. We don't treat other people with the same tolerance we expect to have. And then we don't have to, which is true. But then they don't have to either. So we can't get mad at white people for not opening up and giving things and doing things. You also can't bite the hand that feeds you either. So we either need to put our money where our mouth is, create our own stuff, or acquiesce. But is that the only way? No. I think we can do both without acquiescing, without giving up any culture or anything. But it has to be stated that there are some things that are just black. And there's some things that are non-negotiable and we're not giving it up. We're not changing I don't get mad when people appropriate my my culture. I know some white people that I grew up with that are more black than the black people I know. The walk, the talk, because they grew up in the culture. Those those mixed families where the white family and the black family got together and grew up together in a black community. 
And so talking text line, who was this? Kiana said, Dr. Ken, you have that so backwards. Blacks get behind everything and everybody's cause. But that's my point. We acquiesce and support everything. We go out of our way because now I'm flipping. We go out of our way to show that we're so tolerant and we're so helpful and we're accepting of everybody when people don't do it to us. So then my question to a company that is, why do we do that? Why do we continue to bow down? Billy was right. Why don't you build your own store? What do we need? Conference center in the city? Business buildings downtown. Why aren't we building buildings downtown? For us to move in. Why not? Why aren't we building communities that are gated? Like Country Club Hills, Illinois. Olympia Fields, Illinois. Matson, Illinois. Where the median income and the, the, the GPA in the schools is the highest in the entire state of Illinois, black communities. That's what I'm talking about. But unfortunately, Kiana's right. We get behind everybody else's everything. And then when it comes to support us, we can't find you. How many black people, what, 44 million black people in America? There's no reason why our HBCUs are, are struggling, whether you went to a school or not. Makes no sense. None. But if you think if I went to a Islamic school or a or a or a um, Jewish school, they would let me in. They'd be like, "Nope, can't come." And then Kiana went on to say, and I know we got to go to break because we are the chosen ones. We are the only group of people that actually want to come together and be one. No, we don't. If we did, we wouldn't be complaining about stuff. We'd be doing stuff like come together, come together for what? When we come together, we do not win. We're always at the bottom. Why? When we come back talking text line and I got a note in the mail today that kind of reflects something like this. And a meeting that's going to be taking place to figure out what they're going to do about it. It's about a local school that's fallen on hard times. 833-212-1017 is the number. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. And, and for the record, 414-779, Morehouse is a white man's name. If it wasn't for Morehouse, you wouldn't have so many great men in this country. So if I was you... If the, if the only thing you can complain about Morehouse is a name, I think you need to rethink that. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Morehouse is a white man's name. HBCUs are HWO. I don't know what that is. HBCU named after a white man. It, so what? Was Wilberforce a black guy? I mean, what, what do we do? Christian churches saw the need for black people to have a good quality education. And so they started schools and they named the school after the guy that helped create the school. Why is that a problem? Anyway, anyway, I understand you, Kiana. I understand what you were saying. That was the four, one, four, seven, seven, nine. I don't know. I don't know who that was, but anyway, 41487 said, I remember seeing a bunch of white people standing in front of off the in front off the BLM. I don't understand what that means. Were they were they protesting for the BLM movement or against the BLM movement? So that's what I need to know. And then 608213 just said, hashtag preach. I think he was talking about Billy. Because Billy, Billy made some profound statements that were, that were indeed true. And so I don't, I don't begrudge Billy anything. I, I thought he, he, came, he came with it. I'm just saying. Brother came with it. 833-212-1017 is the number. It, before the break, we were talking about whether or not you would be accepting to have a white radio show host on 1017 The Truth. Would you give him or her the chance just like you would expect to be given a chance to do something if it were predominantly white? Now, I think we're at a disservice by virtue of the fact that many times a lot of places we go, a lot of places that we work, and a lot of things that we do is predominantly white. So I get it. It's, it's predominantly white. I was literally talking to somebody about this last night on 620 WTMJ. Black guy on the radio. Am I the only black guy on the radio on 620? Hmm, I make my point. So, um, there, there was, there was this, this conversation about when I was in school, I was literally, let me, let me, let me think on a good day, two or three black people in a class. Like that was it. Like I was so used to it that it was, you know, and so your parents give you information and your friends give you information on how to make it and how to do things and how to go through and how to, how to, what's, what's that word we use? Code switch. Got to be predominantly white, think, act, talk, dress. But yet when you go around your black compadres, your friends, your family, you are a different person. Many people call that lazy English, but they don't know what the heck they're talking about. Many people call it black English. It's Ebonics. Linguists have called it what it is. It's a sub language. 
Doesn't mean you have to speak it every day. But it is what it is and it's accepted and it's ours. And if you don't accept it, and I really care. But we have to get to a point where we need to, de- to, to definitively respect how other people feel. I don't, I don't really know how to help people understand. Let me rephrase that. I don't know how to help white people understand the sheer stress and weightiness of having to perform and be who you're not. To be told constantly to bring your authentic self to work yet not be accepted. It's, it's, it's tough. Major corporations do it. We'll give you an employee resource group and you can pretend. But in the end, they really don't want to hear that. They want you to look like them. 833-212-1017. If you have any comments, I'll be taking them in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Kiana wanted me to read all of her stuff together. Um, but it's, it's too long. I ain't got Okay. Who's that? We do discuss different topics, but our overall outlook is that our life experiences and upbringing, if that white host can relate, then maybe, but not many do. But even if they come around, even if they come from the same environment, it doesn't mean they had the same life experiences. But what if they did? They can't see things from the point of view of a black person. Now, If he was a or she was a co-host to speak from another angle that I could see. Dr. Ken, you have that. So backwards, blacks get behind everything and everybody's cause. And that that I agreed with. And then she said, because we are the chosen ones, we are the only group of people that actually want to come together and be one. That's not true. That I, I disagree with. And then she said, please read my first two texts. So I think what happened is you came in and heard me reading the others and didn't realize that I had read the early ones before. So I just wanted to do that so that you wouldn't, you know, call and holler at me and make me feel bad and I might cry. So I'm just saying. It it really comes down to tolerance. Black people are more tolerant than white people. Yes. No. In my estimation, I think we are. I think we let things fester and we let things grow and we let things go until they blow up. And then we blow up and we become emotional and we end up losing our jobs, losing our freedom. And when you know better, you do better. But we also need to start building our own kingdoms, building our own businesses, building our own buildings so that we can Take care of our community. 833-212-1017 is the number. Top five at five coming up.